Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is "Is the Lord with You?" from Genesis chapter 39. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Thank you, worship team. It's all about Jesus. Uh, this morning is the first Sunday of March, and so usually we're gonna have a communion together. And for those of you who are watching online, I hope that you prepare uh, the bread and the cup for uh, your home if you stay alone or your household, or your family, and uh, just uh, uh, get some time to prepare that. And uh, here, our usher will pass around the uh, the bread and the cup. And all you need is just open hand. They will drop into it, so avoid contact. And so um, uh, this morning, I would like to um, just read one verse in the, uh, <coughs> in the chapter that we are going to look uh, at later. And here is a story about Joseph. And, and if you read the Bible, you know about Joseph. And uh, the, the end of chapter uh, 39, verse 20. Uh, 20, um, uh, 20, let me hold on, uh, 23. Um, the Bible said that because the Lord was with him in Joseph, when whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. And so the, the story we saw, the life of Joseph, you read, and it's just basically ups and down and like roller coaster, a lot of, a lot of drama. And, um, and come to the end of this, uh, this uh, chapter, and the Bible, the, the author, the, the narrator allowed the readers to know that all the things that we read about Joseph uh, is because the Lord was with him. Now, uh, here we are. Uh, is we are facing the day, the year 2022. Uh, today is Sunday, 6th of March. Uh, with the hindsight, we may look back and we know there were moments we know clearly the Lord was with us. There were moments maybe we wonder, is the Lord with me? Was the Lord with me? And even that as we are going to enter into the near future, even tomorrow is, is a near future, the question I want to uh, uh, put before you so that you can reflect is the things that we do in our life. Is the Lord with us? Is the Lord with you? And so the, 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 the only tangible way throughout church history that since the day of Christ's crucifixion, I mean Christ put on dead on the cross, the resurrection is the evidence of the empty tomb. The uh, eyewitnesses of the ascension, meaning uh, Jesus Christ went back to the heaven, and the promise of coming back again. The only tangible evidence that throughout church history and even today as Christian, Christ believer, Christ follower, is when you and I take communion. It's just not ritualistic. It's just not a duty. It's not a magic show. 
It is not something that if I, I don't do it, then I got punished. But it is out of relationship. And this is the, the only tangible way that the Lord instituted, uh, established it with the disciple. And before his cru- crucifixion as, as a meal with the disciple, as a last supper. And it, even after that, he, 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 uh, he gave the, the command to the apostle Paul because the apostle said, what I saw, now I repeat it. And so, so as the church... When we do communion, in a way that we, we agree with the message, we internalize the death of Christ in, through our life. We look like at the cross, to the lens of the cross. And in a way, we say that this is the body that the Lord was broken for us, the blood his real blood was shed 2,000 plus years ago. He had the symbol, juice and bread. But that symbol has meaning to my life because this is the only tangible way that we can do together as the body of Christ, as a member of one another, to see if it's the Lord is with us. Even he promised in the, in the, the Christmas message, in the, the incarnation or the birth of Christ, that I'm the God Emmanuel. I'm a God that with you. But how you and I can say materialize it, actualize it, uh, that internalize it, and, and, and how we can make it really an impact in our life. That will be between you and the Lord. But here we are as the church. We want to bring the opportunity so that every month we be reminded. That the Lord is with us. The Lord is living alive among us. Even though that we cannot touch by our hands, we cannot see with our natural eyes. Because that he has touched us. Because he, he, he left us with his word. Because that he, 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 he established and founded the church. Without Jesus Christ. There will be no church. It's only building. It's only temple, synagogue. But the church of Jesus Christ is founded by Christ Jesus. And his people congregate, connect, worship. And in the, in the ancient, they, uh, they break bread and they move from home to home. It's just as the nature of the whole churches. So here we congregate together. We break bread. We take the cup. This is the way that it makes tangible of God present and the Lord is with us. So as we take, as we take together, I want you to just spend some time to really ask the question, is the Lord with me in this, in my vocation, in this relationship, in this endeavor, in this study, in this thing? You got a lot of things. Ask the Lord in, in this decision that I'm going to make. Ask the Lord, it, are you, Lord? Are you with me in this? Okay? Take some time as the usher will pass uh, the bread and the cup.
Thank you, Jesus, for your willingness and your obedience to the Father. Came down to this planet Earth not to be served, but to serve. Not to be the ruler on this earth, but be the king of the universe. Not indulge yourself, your life in this earthly because you only live once in this earthly realm. But to fulfill the commandment and the mission that God the Father has called you and trusted to you. Thank you for the trial that you went through the Garden of Gethsemane to the suffering of the cross and the victory that your disciple that witnessed and you went through the evidence of the empty tomb. And because your place is the king of the universe is where you went back to where you came in fully human, new human body. You no longer can go back to the spirit because you came down, you incarnated, you have become one of us. And with the with the with with the with the with the scar, with the hole in your uh, your hands, and the 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 hole probably in your side still. The lamb that was slain. The sitting on the throne above us, that one day we will worship the Lamb that was slain. And right now on earth, Lord, even though that we don't see you in with our, our natural eye, but Lord, in the spirit, in truth, we acknowledge your presence here. Sometimes we might not feel it, but that will not make your absence valid. You're always here with us. And Lord, you call us to do this as often as we do this. We proclaim your son, Jesus Christ, dead until you come back. And that's what we're going to do, Lord. As we take this one, we continue to share the good news to those around us. And even first to our soul, sometimes we, we are the first person needed before that we try to push the gospel to someone's truth. Let us internalize. Let us, let us absorb. Let us, uh, let us really live out in the way of our life. At work, at home. Thank you, Lord, for the body that broken for us. For the blood that was shed for us. It's perfect. It's completed. It is finished. Nothing we can do to add in. That's why we simply give you thanks. And not about boast about our achievement. It is by your grace. May I invite you to take the bread. May I invite you to take the cup.
Lord, according to your word, believe that, Lord, you are the God that with us. And you are God with us to those who really believe in your son, Jesus Christ. Not just some God out there, but you, Jesus Christ. If anyone can come to the Father, must come to Jesus Christ, the Son. And Lord, I pray for those who are seeking and wondering who is Jesus, whether online, our visitor, or here. Lord, may you yourself reveal yourself to them as they get to know you through the body of Christ. Lord, may each every one of us here found favor in your sight through Christ Jesus. The things that we do at home, the things that we do at the office, the relationship, may we found favor in your sight. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, good morning, church. It's good to be back. It is on my side here. I like to be, you know, in person as, uh, as much as I can. And uh, so some of you, I wish to see you in person as well. Some of you have been long, long time. It could be, I think, even, you know, last, I mean, a year and a half already, right? Um, and um, as I shared earlier on, um, you know, um, we don't know exactly when, uh, but, you know, it's wars and rumors of war and pestilence and disease, sickness. It's going to be, it's going to be, I don't, I don't like the word, it's going to be normal, but it's going to be, it, it's uh, inev- inevitable or it's, it's part, of, uh, part of life on earth, okay? Here we are. Uh, as our tradition, we'd like to pray for those who have their birthday on, uh, uh, on in, in this month, March. Uh, even though Maggie went back to Singapore already. Maggie, if you're watching, we continue to pray for you. But I assume, and, and we all know, I wish I prayed that you be added back to the church in Singapore. And that's where you need to, you know, to pastor. And so, uh, Maggie, Gasson, Marilu, I know probably Marilu, Gasson, probably you're still watching online. And, uh, and men, uh, probably online too. And uh, so we want to resume the Sunday school, but, you know, with, uh, with, uh, uh, with the school, uh, still a lot of cases. So we'll wait for, uh, I don't know, a few more, uh, a few more uh, weeks before uh, our Sunday school teachers be ready. And the parents will bring the kid, you know, to back to church. And we have uh, on-site, um, on-site um, classes. Otherwise, we still continue to be online. All right. Let's join my heart to pray for this uh, brother and sister. Lord, I just want to pray for Godson and Maggie and Marilu and men. Lord, uh, you know their names, you know their heart, you know uh, the condition, uh, the trial that they're going through right now, or uh, the, the, uh, even the joy, the celebration they might have there for the, their birthday, Lord, whatever they're going to do, Lord. May again, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, they will find favor, uh, in your sight, Lord, as you keep them and bless them, as you strengthen them to go through uh, trial uh, and, and uh, even temptation, uh, Lord, I just pray that they will see a victory and, and encounter the victor, Jesus Christ, every day of their life. 
in uh, whatever they put their hands on, Lord, you will keep them and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Is there anything I miss for the announcement? No, right? Okay. All right. Uh, usually the first Sunday of the month is going to be a bit longer, right? Uh, it's going to be all the way to lunch. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but usually I have something called a pastoral chat. Um, if you notice, you've been to our church for long, I have a chat, I have, you know, sometimes a teaching mode, sometimes a preaching mode. It's just slightly different. Like uh, the upcoming one, next Sunday will be the first uh, series of foundation class. Usually we do, you know, on the weekend, three consecutive weekends. Uh, but I thought that, you know, to make it easy for everyone, especially those who are online, so everybody going to have it, right? Uh, everybody going to have the foundational, at least half of the content. Uh, so we have nine lessons. Uh, we'll cover half of it uh, on Sunday and half on, on the two weekends, Saturday. And usually with weekends, uh, MC sharing, yeah. And uh, MC sharing could be soon. And after that, there will be, um, you know, uh, some uh, uh, later, usually after the foundation class, there will be some sharing as well. So if you uh, 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 plan to, to, uh, to, to uh, study the foundation class with us, uh, mark your calendar. Later on, the, uh, the, uh, the MC will show you the date, and we keep announcing uh, on Sunday. Now, also, the, um, the thing I like about the first Sunday is that usually we have at least one, uh, sometimes two, but this morning we have one sharing. Uh, basically, um, share what? Uh, you guys have learned uh, in the last uh, few weeks of, of, of February. And so in this case, this morning, uh, because Zoe is going to be MC again, so uh, I'm going to ask Zoe to share one thing, just one thing, that he learned or God spoke to him through uh, the February uh, messages. Right? So please welcome Zoe. Morning. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on MCs every time, you know. We ha always try something new. Um, well, we try something new. It's not, it's not for showing off. It's just so that how we can see, we can encourage everyone and edify everyone. Um, think about um, being in church, being us, uh, togetherness, and, and so on. Now, the this COVID nineteen have really messed up a lot of things, right? And we d I don't need to spell that out. Um, one of the things that it's it it messes me up is my st online study. Um, to those who don't know, I'm st I'm still studying Hebrew, <laughs> and after six months of not touching Hebrew, and suddenly you open a Hebrew Bible, everything looked Greek to me again. <laughs> So I feel like I'm starting all over, but it was kind of okay. But why? It's because found out that the, um, you know, when you go back to scriptures many times, it doesn't make you smarter, actually. It doesn't make you um, become more expert into that scripture. 
but you get to see and get to hear what God says in a different way. And it, it's really, really great. Uh, uh, the last last one month, while we're listening to pastors going through um, this book, okay, one of the one of the difficult part um, that we always say is, "Why do God test us?" Okay, and but two weeks ago, the the message that I don't know if pastor said it that way, but this is how I heard it: "You are where you are based on what you did." So there's always that guilt feeling, right? So I am where I am with my Hebrew studies because of what I did. People locked down. So, okay, everyone locked down. But why did you lock down? Right? So, okay, people are doing this, and then you also follow that. Why did you do that? So when we are tempted, uh, the message was supposed to be like, God never tempt us. We are tempted by our own desires, right? So, again, I was reminded of the story of Joseph when, when he was tempted by the wife of Potiphar. Um, Joseph did not give a whole long list of what is social, uh, social justice, uh, what is social media saying about this. Uh, he, he did not go through a list of what does the scholars say about this and, and so on. All that was written was he ran. He ran away. So, when we are tempted of staying away from reading God's word, that idea, you run away from it. You just run away. No discussions needed. So when, when you are tempted into a huge debate about whether my God is real, whether my God did actually guide me through this COVID-19, whether God did guide me through you know, living illegally with no visa and fi finally I got my passport, I am not, no longer illegal, that whether God, to question God's miracle is real or not, just run away from that discussion. Don't be tempted. Because you know what? I have no one to account for except one thing. Me, for me in my house, I will serve the Lord. It's the God of Israel. That is what I learned about temptation two weeks ago. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Zoe, for sharing. And this is why it's good that we always have recording. And so just in case that uh, you forgot what I said, I, I tell you what, sometimes I forgot what I said too, you know. So, uh, so it's good because if anyone accused me of false teaching, you always have the record, right? And, and so uh, I remember, you know, a really a, a record, an audio record before, I mean, like four or five years ago, uh, somebody, you know, accused me of teaching uh, salvation by works, and they turned that message on. It's not, and and so because they misheard it, right? Uh, so we all we all have a moment of you know misheard something, and so always have good audio. We have both. We have audio and video recording for review and for uh, vindication in case of their false accusation. All right, so. Uh, Zoe ran ahead. <laughs> he touched about Gen Genesis 39, uh, about Joseph live. And uh, so this morning, I, uh, as during the communion, I, um, I want to uh, bring this question to, to us, even including myself. Uh, is the Lord is with you? 
in this thing that you are doing right now? Uh, just, just something simple with your uh, career, your vocation, your profession. Because this is how you spend, like, you know, I say minimum, eight hours a day. Eight hours a day, you know, nine to five is, your, you know, um, or if you are employers of your boss, more than that. Uh, your mind keep thinking about this, you're planning, you're taking care of staff, you're taking factory, uh, you, you organize things, suppliers, so on. It, it's usually 10 hours a day easy, all right? easily 10 hours a day. And so this is uh, every uh, student, teachers, uh, a student, you know, went to school, even though they had about eight hours in school, but they have homework, they have, uh, uh, you know, extracurricular and so on. So I say eight to 10 to 11 hours, it depends on, on you know, um, whether they have exam or not. Like I know my son, uh, because his exam coming up, so he spent like, I don't know, 10, 11 hours a day, uh, including school and some homework, right? And so uh, the, the question is, is kind of like you know, being pressed to me when um, um, I, I'm thinking about the life of the church. I'm thinking about of my, my life, the ministry, the, co the call that God uh, placed in my life. I'm also thinking about yours, you know, whatever the career that you, you guys are having, right? Uh, it's just not, it's very different. In English, I'm not sure it makes sense or not, but English is it's very different between having a job <laughs> and having a calling to your vocation. Is that making sense? Yeah? Having a job means like you punch the clock, you get the payroll and pay the bills. Life is sometimes boring and meaningless and purposeless. It's like just getting the food to the table so that you continue to punch the clock and get you know, things done. But if you have a calling through your vocation or profession, it is very different because you have a very different outlook. You, you, you energize, you, you, uh, you, you feel like you live out, you live out your life uh, with a great calling. Whether even, even I, I often encourage the, um, uh, the housewife, uh, some of you after uh, you get married, uh, you uh, say you, you give up work. And you, you were in, in a good profession, a vocation, and some of you are very, you know, high career flyers. Um, and, and so say, oh, you know, uh, it's going to, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't think that, that you know, house, homemaking, being housewife is something for me. Well, whatever that you are doing, ask this question, is the Lord with me in this? Is the Lord is with me in cleaning dishes? <laughs> is the Lord with me in doing this job? Is the Lord is with me in this, uh, 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 this career? Is the Lord with me in this company? Is the Lord with me in this church? It's a good question too. Uh, most, of, most of you are expert here. Wherever you go, God may bring you here for a few years, there for a few years. Us in the country, is, this, is the Lord with me in this city, in this country, in this endeavor? Uh, am I going to make uh, this decision? It's an important decision in my life. Is the Lord with me? Especially those who are young ones. Uh, the second important of your decision after the decision that you, you receive Jesus Christ is this, next to it is the decision to get married. Is this person, does the Lord want me to get married? Is the Lord with me in this? Is the Lord with me in this relationship? Is the Lord with me in this study? 
for those who are studying. And so I want you to share, probably you read already, uh, but as though uh, share uh, that, you know, uh, if you are a frequent Bible reader, every year you will read to Genesis. We, I'll just read Genesis all the way to Revelation. This year you can see, read some Old Testament, some New Testament. But Genesis 39, probably you read many times, and I said read many times, but each time it is some, you know, something interesting came out, right? Came, came, uh, came out of it because it's almost like, you know, just an energy. It's almost like a diamond that has so many different cuts. So when the light penetrates to it, it shines differently, and it's just sparkling. It's just like a you know, gold nugget. It's like diamond. It's like, it's like precious gem. It's, it's, it's reflect different color. And, and, it, and, and bring out different insights so that for different uh, implication and application for our life. And so uh, if you have the Bible with you, you can turn to Genesis chapter 39. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, a beautiful story. Um, and uh, by the way, it's, uh, it's PG-18, Panto Guided 18. Right, uh, I think, uh, but you ignite it okay here. You have a parents with you, so uh, uh, it's 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 a story. It's not something is provocative, but it is uh, it's considered as the only book in the Bible considered PG 33. 30 is SOS, a Song of Solomon. Some of the Jewish family would not allow their kid to read Song of Solomon or Song of Song uh, until they reach 30, because the nature of the Hebrew text. Uh, the graphic of the Hebrew text. And so, um, but uh, that's set aside. This is Genesis. Now, everyone going to go home and read SOS this, morning, this evening. <laughs> uh, uh, Genesis chapter 39, all right? I, I, let me read for us. Uh, now, Joseph had been brought down to Egypt. If you follow the story, uh, Joseph was sold um, uh, as a slave by his own brother, right? Uh, threw out the pit. Uh, because simply their envy, uh, jealousy, out of the dream that really God, God gave him the dream, uh, g- gave him the dream, and this is this is considered trial. Like out of nowhere, they say, "Hey, hey, buddy, friend, brother, I got a dream. I want to tell you." And they say, "Yeah, what about it?" You know, say so it's all dream, and they say, "Oh, so you above us?" And they all oh, the drama, and they they just want to. At first, they want to kill the guy, the brother. And then one of us said, no, 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 we don't, should not shed, you know, shed blood, just throw them in the pit. By the pit, is, is considered as a cistern. In ancient Israel, uh, they draw water like a well today, but a cistern is different, it's larger. And, and, and usually they got the, the, the water from the drain and they run down to, uh, you know, they, they carve a kind of a, a pathway, run down at the bottom, and they wait for a few months before all the uh, sentiment, you know, uh, uh, got low and they got the water got purified a bit. So... Uh, Joseph was probably thrown in one of a dry, empty cistern. Uh, and the Bible translated as a pit, which means that there's no way to get out because, you know, you need a rope, you need a ladder, um, and you need someone to pull it up because it's just hard because it's, it's slippery. And it's, I will show you a picture later, but it's, it's also big. And it's just like a, a little bit, uh, you know, like a, a little bit, a small cave. It's almost like a small cave. And, and so Joseph was thrown there. Um, one of the brother, um, you know, uh, said, okay, no, just leave with him, and, and, you know, better we sold to the Ishmaelite. Ishmaelite is one of the tribe, and then uh, was brought to Egypt. So here we are. Joseph was brought down to Egypt, uh, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, so important position, uh, an Egyptian had brought him to, from the Ishmaelite who had brought him down there. 
the Lord was with Joseph, verse 2. The narrator already put it up front for us. What you are about to read in this account, you, I want you to remind you as a reader, the Lord was with Joseph. So whatever that you read here, not because that he's so smart, so talented, uh, so, you know, he's good luck, you know, good, handsome, good luck, everything's good. No, because the Lord was with Joseph. All right, so pay attention to that. So as I read for you, I want to have two anchor points, which we're going to share later. Just two F. One is favor, the other one is fear. All right, favor and fear. Continue. The Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man. He was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. Here's interesting. The master, the uh, uh, Potiphar, an officer, uh, the, cap, uh, the captain of the guard, I mean, almost like a second-hand uh, man of, uh, of, of Pharaoh. And, and they saw, he saw the Lord was with him. And the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hand. We don't know exactly, later on we know, but right now we don't know exactly what um, position. But, you know, like a high-ranking officer, Joseph was, uh, you know, Israelite. And in the house uh, of, of, uh, of uh, you know, Egyptian household. And um, I, I pause here and I wonder, all of us work for a company. Some of you, if you are a boss or you are a founder or you are an employer, uh, um, you can relate some of this. But if you work for a company, even though your boss, your management, your colleague, your friends who are not believers, do they notice? Do they, did they see the Lord is with you? Did they see that the Lord is with you, that He blessed the work of your hand? I got some friend, um, you know, who uh, uh, employers of a certain different company and um, uh, they, um, some of them honestly uh, share with me that, um, you know, although they like, th although they like to employ Christian, but Christian make their life so difficult. Some, some Christian make their life so difficult. Um, not, not even essential to faith. <laughs> it's just difficult. And uh, so, so even though they want to help Christian brother and sister to have job, but they're lazier than other people have different faith. They always complain. They always compare. Uh, they, um, they, they have excuses all the time and very high, high, hyper-spiritual. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I do this because uh, I, 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 I can't, do, you know, because uh, of, you know, for example, even to give you the case in point, like, oh, I, uh, I not take vaccination because, uh, you know, this is against my scripture. Not, nothing in the scripture talk about vaccination. Uh, you can 
interpret and argue what you want, but nothing to do with it. And so, so sometimes the, uh, the employers and uh, the bosses found, you know, Christian is very difficult to work with. I'm not talking about like, you know, uh, asking them to bribe, you know, bribery. And they say no. Then actually the employer, the boss, respect it. Wow. You know, they have a, they have a higher moral ground. Ask them to get drunk and to, to, to entertain in karaoke with, with girls. And so they say, no, I'm not going to do it. They respect it. Uh, if you stand on the holy, holy ground and you want to stay, you know, in a Christian character, they respect it. But sometimes Christians just cause other things that is non-related to faith and to essential the Bible. It costs other people, even their friend, the colleague, and, and the bosses, just life difficult. Here, I don't know, but here the, the Bible tells us that his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph. Hey, what, what, what's the, what is the evidence? Can you think of something? Because he saw that whatever that Joseph put his hand in succeeded. But the, the, the Pharaoh, the, 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 the captain, acknowledged that. I, I heard testimony, right? Um, uh, people that really come curious about who the God of this employee worship that really interesting, his integrity, uh, the way that he communicate, even though that he is sometimes not very pleasant, but, but he, is, he is says something and the employers still like it and, and then want, to, see, want to, to, to know that who is the God that you are worshiping and want even to, you know, to bless him or her. So I pause here, I asked, when you, early morning, you <coughs> got out of your home, walked to the office, ask yourself, is the Lord with me in this cubicle, in this office, in this factory, in this department, in this job, in this career I'm doing, in this calling? Because that's a sign. If the Lord is with you, you will find favor from God and even from men. I'm not saying that you need to please the boss or flatter him or, you know, in the word, kiss the butt of, of the boss, the CEO. You don't have to. And the Bible never asks us to do. But if you and I can bring God present into the secular place, into the working place. And so there, 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 there are two uh, uh, approaches. Some people say, Pastor, I'm the only Christian in the whole company. It's so hard to work. It's so difficult to work with all this non-Christian. Or the other approach, Pastor, you know what? It is wonderful. I'm here, the only Christian here. That, that I'm be the opportunity for the Lord to be used for Him. You know, they challenge my faith. They, 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 they speak straight to my faith. And I, I have to be real with them. I have to live out the truth. I have to walk the truth. I forgot different passages of the Bible. I go home, they ask me, and they, I look at them, and then I tell them again the story. You see? The same environment. 
but two different approach. One is complain about all the non-crazy stuff of the non-Christian doing. And the other one, wow, this is a great opportunity. I'm in the land of all full of Egyptian, using analogy here. Full of uh, uh, Egyptian, full of people that who really in sin and bondage. I'm no better than them because I, I was like them. I, I was once blind, but now I saved. I was one broken, but now I'm being healed. I was one a sinner, but now I'm sinner saved by grace. A, worship, a great opportunity to tell other about the very gospel that has changed my life. I want to be, I want to be helpful. I want to be at service as, as my department. I want, to, I want to help my employers. Even if they don't know God, it doesn't matter. If my job is in this department, I want to do the best for this department. And the manager and the boss is your, I saw something in you. And maybe he said, do you know what? That's the Lord. Jesus is with me. Not boasting. Simply share the truth. But the other people need to see that. The employer needs to see that. Some people told me that, that you know, I wish, uh, Pastor, I can work in a company that, you know, 100% Christian. I told them that would be a disaster. That's going to be like the church. And you're not a pastor, you'll be a disaster. <laughs> you understand what I mean? As a pastor, we have full house Christian. Different walks of life, different character, different personality. <laughs> and there's no way of so-called, you know, uh, you, you cannot be fired from the church. You know what I understand? I, I used to be have a company, if, you know, I give a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, uh, uh, verbal uh, training, uh, written note, and they, if, if they don't make it, sorry, say, yeah, I mean, I have to let you go because you did not obey the instruction. You did not follow this. We discussed about this. Uh, you know, I, I gave you three, four, five times chance. Sorry, you know, you, uh, the company might, you know, suitable for you. I mean, of course, if those of your employer, uh, the, the 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 difficult part is is let someone let let the employee you know goes because of of their <laughs> their their stubbornness of their refuse to change, right? Uh, and and so so the same. But the the, the church, the the pastor has no uh, no authority to 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 fire anyone, <laughs> even the most difficult one, right? It's just pray, Lord, have mercy, send them somewhere else. You know, <laughs> so if you know someone leave church, sometimes pastor cry. At the time, pastor silently laugh. I mean, like thank God they gone. You know, I for the record, all of you here, when you leave, I'm gonna cry, okay? Because those who already left, they already thank God for, right? So, um, and so, so think about this: if you are the only Christian in your workplace, thank God. It's a great opportunity. Joseph in the house of Egypt. Remember, God bless Joseph, bless Israelite using the resources of Pharaoh. All the gold, the silver, because they're so big nation, they're powerful. They accumulate well because of war and because of their, their, their war engine, because of their also 
genius in terms of architecture, right? The, the pyramid, the, uh, they have great mathematician, they have great talent. But that doesn't mean that they can overpower God and His people. God used them to bless the house of Israel. But here we also saw that they also God blessed the house of Egypt through Joseph. And here, verse 4, so Joseph found favor in his sight, I mean his sight, the, the Potiphar, the captain of the guard, and attended him. And, and the, guy, the guy made Joseph overseer of his house. And put him in charge all that he had. Meaning that whatever that under his authority, this captain, Joseph, you take care. I, I, I trust you. You're in charge. And uh, from the time that he made him overseer in this house and over all, all that he had, the Lord blessed Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. You know that if your company, the CEO, the boss, or whoever worked closely with you, say, man, since the day that I, uh, I accept your, you know, your CV and I, I interview and since the day you enter my company, I mean, I feel blessed. I, I don't believe in Jesus yet, but I feel, man, you bring, you bring benefit to this company. You, you bring profit to this company. Uh, you know, I feel blessing when you're here. Whenever you come to the office, I feel something. And that's what, we, as a Christian, we want to do. We want to be. Not like, here comes again another Christian. Here comes again the complainer. Here comes again the daydreamer. Here comes again the one that almost like no integrity came on late every day, late five minutes, and keep talking about Jesus. Is, is your Jesus late? Is your Jesus late in, in, you know, in helping you? You see, because the, the, the non-Christian, they look from different perspective. Is this say something about Christ God and this is how their character turns out? How their lives is like this? Do I want to know their God? You understand what I'm trying to say? So the non-Christian look at a Christian character like, is this what something that God turned you into? I don't want to be part of it. Hmm? Of course we're not perfect. Of course we're not perfect. I'm not saying that we try to be perfect and pretend to be perfect in front of employers. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we don't do anything. It's like this. It's like, you know, most of my expat friends tell me, you know, um, I love Vietnamese staff. I, 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 they enthusiastic. But every time they say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But after that, they don't do it. I said, uh, that's, that's a culture problem. Let me explain to you. Because when they say, yes, yes, sir, you mean they don't understand anything. They're just being polite. So you have to ask them, yes, thank you for your politeness. This A, B, C, do you understand? A, B, C, D, F. Explain it to me again. And they say, yeah, A is uh, this, uh, B is this. Uh, then you help them. Otherwise, if you ask them, can you do this? Yes, sir. Can you do this? Yes, sir. Then about a day later, have you done that? No, sir. I say, what happened? Uh, uh, I don't know how to do. So I do, why didn't you ask? Uh, um, I... I they're afraid to be, be viewed, be considered as, as, as stupid. 
But the very thing that they don't ask that make them full, foolish and stupid, right? And so, so if you are working with a Vietnamese young youngster, tell them, I, I appreciate your politeness, but if I, my instruction is clear to you, can you explain it A, B, C, D? And so as I, I work with, um, I run company before, sometimes I talk to, a, I have a partner, sometimes I talk to, you know, I don't know if I, because I, I, I was more in the education, I ran in business. So I think sometimes I need to, I, I, I can't do business because every time I do business, that I, I almost turn the business into an NGO, you know, like non-profit. I try to educate, I try to train them, and after they're good about it, and they left the company, and so the business is not good, right? <laughs> and so, so, so I told my better I do nonprofit because that's how I, I feel calling. I feel trained and help people without any string attached. They do it or not, it's up to them. I don't want to take benefit from them. I, I just want to give. And that's why I think God, God led me slowly into this calling to be a pastor. But here, I just want to you linger on that phrase. The Lord blessed the Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. The Lord blesses your company for your sake. The Lord blesses your employer for your sake. The Lord blesses your neighbor, your friend for your sake. The Lord blesses your sibling back home, loved one for your sake. Because the Lord is with you. That's what we want. Amen? So he left, verse 6, so he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. Meaning like, okay, I gave you everything, the authority and everything, the resources, the, 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 the staff, I mean the whole cabinet. You, you're in charge, Joseph. And Joseph was, now here's come the part, now he's in his power. Joseph's in power, position, office, great office. Here came the temptation. Now Joseph was handsome. So whenever you read the Bible, if the author or the narrator begin to describe somebody's appearance, it always comes problem, right? Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. I mean, he's sturdy, he's solid. I, 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 I must have to guess he has six pack. I must have to guess. Well, the guy is just fit and, you know, and handsome. Probably he's going to be handsome as Egyptian style, not, not like Jewish with beard. So he's going to shave everything, his hand, you know, be like this and very muscular, I guess, okay? Uh, and, and because it's the Bible says form and appearance, meaning like his physique must be very nice. And, 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 and after that, after this time, his master wife, <laughs> Potiphar's wife, uh, no name, uh, cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. The word cast her eye on Joseph means like her eyes already fixed on Joseph. It's locked in. Right? It's like no way to run. I, I got you. You're in my control. Um, and, 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 but Joseph refused and said to his master wife, Behold, because of, me and, uh, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house. And he has put everything that he has in my charge. Uh, verse 9, he is not greater in this house than I am, nor he has kept back anything from me except you. Which means that the, the Potiphar said, you have everything except my wife, basically. You have the power, you have the position, you have decision making, you have, you have the stamp, you have the signature, you got, you know, you got my staff, you, you do, except she is my wife. And so Joseph understood this. 
and because of you are his wife. How then? This is Joseph's question. Uh, put the question even Potiphar's wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Notice, against God, not against Potiphar, not against Pharaoh. Not like, how can I do this great wickedness, sin against company policy, uh, against uh, my employer, against uh, this nation, against this government? No, against God. So ultimately, Joseph knows that what, if he's going to commit this sin, is first and foremost sin against God. But the wickedness he's going to have done, and he viewed this as wickedness, the sexual um, immorality, commit adultery. This is by invitation. In the today world, it's called consensual relationship. She agree, Joseph agree, should be fine, right? The world say, no, what is this wickedness? This is the biblical term, wickedness. The world look at the situation and say, nothing bad, right? It's consensual. She agrees, she invites, I agree, nothing wrong. You know, the world lives like this, and, you know, nothing wrong with this. Yeah, the Bible is so outdated, you know. What, what's wrong with this? You know, it's just one night stand, it's, 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 it's nothing. No. Wickedness. Sin is sin. The world tried to blur the line, and, and instead of black, they color with red. They color, it's, it's okay, it's okay. This is Joseph's view of telling the enticer, <clears throat> I cannot do this wickedness to my God, against God, <clears throat> because you know that your husband trusted me. You know that your husband entrusted all his results to me, except you. I cannot judge. So Joseph understands it's called the sphere of authority. This is what you're entrusted for, just do it. Do not venture into other things that you're not entrusted with. Right? Now, here's come the part for a practical lesson later. For one day, now, so Joseph refused. The Bible gives us the picture that he kept refusing her. None, one day, so one day. When he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house. This is a great trap. This is a great temptation. Uh, she caught him by his garment and saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. Practical lesson. Guys, just for guys first, also ladies later. Do not, if you're married, do not meet any ladies without your wife's uh, knowledge. Whether texting, uh, you must inform your spouse. As, as a pastor, I practice, I never meet a, a single lady or married lady, uh, if not if my wife. So if the ladies, you want seek counseling, I say, okay, sorry, I need to check my wife's calendar then I'm going to come and schedule it. Because in counseling, if one of uh, 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 the opposite sex pour out the emotion, 
it naturally psychology is emotional attach, and it's happened all the time throughout ages. Okay, so guys, same. Oh, my best friend, my best high school girlfriend, suddenly out of nowhere, she gave me a call and wanted me for coffee. And, you know, we, we were their best friend, nothing between us. I just wanted to help. And, you know, I, I, just, I just go for coffee. And, you know, uh, I, 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 do, do I need to inform my wife? Uh, you know, I just go. And then the first coffee meeting, no problem. Say, yeah, it's good to catch up. The next coffee meeting, no problem. By the third, the fourth, emotional begin to establish, attach. Especially when the guys got hit the quarrel with the wives and suddenly see the high school girlfriend suddenly more beautiful, more accepting, more, more gracious than my wife. And that's where that's a problem start. It always start with an invitation, with a text message, with with a very innocent, right? So, guy, put your guts on if you marry. For singles, they're clearly the same principle. That's why the one heart. I encourage you meet in groups because you're still friend. That's why you're still friend. You meet, you go out, and then if God reveal yourself to certain people that you feel your heart kind of beat after, make sure your heart still beat after God's own heart. And then you say, okay, uh, you want to make it public? Then I say, okay, pastor, I want to get to know this person. Both me public. And people praying for you. So in the witness of many people. So when it, things doesn't, you know, doesn't work out, nobody, nobody use the world language. Oh, she dumped her, him, he dumped her. That's the world language. Because they, they, have, they have this thing, secret meet in, and, you know, either he dumps her or she dumps him. No, no, not in the Bible. In good friendship, in good relationship, walk in the light, meet in the public place, meet in the place that's full of light, not dark corner, not in, in, in something that, no. if you meet, if someone, every, you know, some of your friends should know. Because we learn here from the life of Joseph. So we know that he was there, no man there. So if we can re-film re, re this, Joseph say, uh, is there any guy in the house? Uh, sorry, madam, uh, I cannot enter. It's literally like if you have a boss say, hey, come to, my, come to my home. We have some business to discuss. Say, is there somebody home? Uh, yeah, uh, no. Uh, say, yeah, I shouldn't come. Is your husband home? Uh, no, he travels. Say, oh, okay, I come another time when your husband's home. Otherwise, you walk into a trap. Could be a trap, not always. Could be a trap. Maybe not day one, but maybe day two, day three, day four. Are you still with me? Yes? So for those who are <coughs> youngster, you don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, ask me later. Okay? Um, what is the, um, so for ladies, it's the same. For ladies, it's more, even, I think, more dangerous. If some guy asks you, that, hey, you know, um, you know, we're good friends at work, you know, come, you know, after work, you want to come to my place? You know, got a bit of, uh, got a bit of wine and got a bit of uh, cheese and uh, I got a cup of good wine and, you know, is anybody there coming? Yeah, it's just you and me. Unless you're naive. Unless you are naive, simple, say, yeah, you're just, we're just friends. Uh, you know, the, no, it, it's already a trap. 
So say, oh, can I bring uh, my friend along? Say, no, we just have some private conversation. You know, ladies, say, no, I, I need to bring some female friends, our other friends, because we're just friends. I'm not, I'm not dating you. Just upfront. Unless you want it. Unless you want to be trapped. Is that, is that practical? Now, some of you say, oh, Pastor, is that outdated? I'm going to be, you know, forever, forever single. <laughs> then don't take my advice then. <laughs> but he left his garment in her hand and fled. Sometimes the only way to get out is to run. The minute that Joseph lingering, oh, is that my garment? I come back. And then she probably can pull her in and then shout it. And then the God come in and got, you know, red-handed and even worse, you know. Uh, and so he just ran. He ran from temptation. It's good that we run from temptation. We run toward Jesus, right? And so, so Joseph said, run. Whatever the consequence is that, uh, you know, that, that you know, Zoe already shared that probably that, you know, Wow, put on media, oh, this guy entered my house. And, and that's what she did. She, she, she falsely accused Joseph for the thing that she cannot get what she wants. And, and if you read the Bible here, we see that not a single hint or word of complaint came out of Joseph's mouth. Not even in his, the tone of his voice. He got falsely accused. He put in jail. And, and for the, something that he did not do, I don't know how long the term sentence, I mean, the Bible tells us got a couple, maybe a couple of months. But I mean, think about that, you know, without charge, without, without court, <laughs> just because the king, right? Just go there, prisoner, king, prisoner, boom. And, and he, he considers all joy. Oh, you know, you need help? Uh, are you a prisoner? Oh, you have a dream? Oh, uh, I'm going to interpret for you. Uh, okay, uh, it's just not me. It's the Lord. And, and the Bible tells us uh, here, the, uh, but the master after took, uh, so heard the message, right? Uh, the, the wife said, oh, yo, this guy tried to rape me and, you know, all of this. And, and you know, that's your slave's Hebrew. So this time that the, the wives are angry already. Call out his name. No longer uh, the, the, the officer, right? He's slave of Hebrew that you brought in and he tried to rape me and so on and, and mistreated me. And so the, 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 the master of the house, you know, throw him to the prison. And, um, and then um, the, the <coughs> and the Joseph master took him and put him to the prison and the place where the king prisoner was confined and he was there in prison. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and show him steadfast love, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Because the Lord was with Joseph, then he gave favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison, the, the jailer. Because Joseph was with God. God was with Joseph. Therefore, he found favor in the people that even who is a jailer put him in jail. If you feel sometimes you're being mistreated by your employers, 
do not go online and do cancel counsel, do cancel culture. Wow, oh, this company and this, and you know, my boss is this. And you know, today, you know, if you're good, you surf Facebook, I know that, you know, whoever that have problem with the company already. Oh, look at this and my staff, my 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 you know, my my boss is this, and you complain for the whole world to know. You know, social media is a place sometimes it's not for uh, for giving thanks, for giving praise, for sharing the good news, but because a place of complaint. Some of the, the some of you, some of you need to repent this. Some of you watching online. So you need watching online. You use a social media as a place to complain to your husband. You use social media to complain to your wife or your children. Oh, my children, they have this. And they'll post a picture of your children. Little they know that they're under 18, they're under 13. They have, they have no power to remove those pictures. Uh, unless they're above 18, they decide to post themselves. But you don't post my recommendation to parents. This is my personal recommendation. Do not post your children's photo online without their agreement. Otherwise, they should have their own account. Because in that way, they, they even they disagree with what you post, but they, they have no control over. Parents, ask them. If they say no, don't post. Social media, your gossiping habit should not be the platform to complain about employers, your spouses, your neighbor, your government. If you really want to make change to the government or a country, write a proper letter. Write a proper letter to the cabinet. Write a proper letter to your mayor. With respect, with dignity, write, this thing I observe, this is the community, this is the thing I propose, this thing. That's a proper. Don't go online and bombard it. It gets no help. Because if the Lord were with Joseph, he showed steadfast love and gave you favor, even he blessed the house of Egypt. This country, as you expect, this country is being blessed because sometimes because of you. You know that. You have to understand that. Because of your expat community, you bring something that the Vietnamese cannot see in other Vietnamese. I tell you, as a pastor, I'm being Vietnamese, I know. Both spiritually and naturally. Something that people do not see, even their own Vietnamese friend, but they see in you the kind of Christ-like character. They say, boy, is this Christian? I mean, I want that. Ah, this country is blessed because of, of this foreigner, this expat came in. Not only they, they work hard, not only they serve the country, they, they live a, a Christ-like life. There's something about them, you know, I want to know. You are important in this country. This country could be, have been blessed, even though the, the whole, I mean, as far as I know, I pray that they one day will know. That, I mean, the, even the government don't know the God of Yahweh, Jesus Christ, but they might be blessed because of you. This pandemic in Vietnam, in the region, considerably fairly, fairly under control, fairly, fairly under sustained. Maybe because some of you praying, maybe because of your presence. And so, your character, your presence in your workplace matters. 
Your life, how you conduct your life matters. So the question you ask, is the Lord with you? Because the Lord with you will find favor with men and favor from God. If you have the fear of the Lord like Joseph, even you refuse the seal order on the ground of morality, on the ground of this is my Christian character, I cannot bribe. This is my Christian character. I cannot go entertainment with girls and suppliers and get, try to get them drunk and get a contract signed. It's not me. I signed someone, but I, I don't do it. If on that ground you got fired, the Lord will give you another job even better. But do not make your employer lives difficult by something that's not even essential to the Christian faith. Like, being punctual is nothing to do with that. Yeah, I'm a Christian, so I used to come to church late, you know, half an hour. My pastor did not say anything. How can you say to me something? You know, my, my, my pastor is very generous and very gracious, and why don't you allow me to get five minutes late? So that's the company. They, they're pharaoh. You, they give you less resources. You need to make more brick. But you can tell them, let my people go. I want to worship on Sunday. And this is the deal up front. I work for you very hard. And agreement, if nine hours, then nine hours. I say, I keep my agreement. If I work nine hours, I work nine hours. If there's an extra time, there's only extra time. But I will not work on Sunday. This is my signature. You keep your promise. The Lord will bless even your employer's house. And the employer has said, yeah, I saw the Lord is with you. I saw the Lord was with your household. Are you still with me? The Bible, verse 23, we read in the, um, <coughs> the communion. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's chart uh, because the Lord was with him and uh, whatever that he did, the Lord made him succeed. Which means that the, the, the verse 22, the keeper in the prison put Joseph in charge again in the prisoner. He was in charge in the uh, uh, Potiphar's house in and then he was in jail because his integrity, his servanthood attitude, his demeanor perhaps, the way he carried out things. And the Bible makes it clear, not because his talent, the Lord was with him. Then say, okay, look like that you also can take charge of the prison. Even in the most darkest place, prison, if the Lord is with you, you will find favor with the people around you, and in God's sight. So both men and God. Are you still with me? All right, to summary. Summary, just two points. Uh, slide, please. Number one, favor. This is an evidence of the Lord's hand upon one's life. This is not to say that if you have no favor from the Lord, there's no, there's no God present in your life. In the case of the book of Job, right? Uh, the Job is, is a trial. We, as a reader, we know what happened to him, but he did not know. He just said that one day, my business went out broke. One day, my body like this, got almost like leprosy. Uh, my son uh, died, my daughter died, my business went broke, out. I didn't know, but I continued to praise the Lord. Now, his friend, being not sensitive, came in and said, oh, my, you remember your sin. Uh, this is retribution, blah, blah, blah. 
And, and so the, the Bible will tell us that because there's his friend that did not know what God's plan. And therefore, they, in a sense, blame Job for maybe he did something in the past in secret, right? But as a reader, we know, right? So Joseph persevered all the way to the end, right, where God restored. Sometimes we are stuck in the life like Joseph, maybe chapter 10, <laughs> not, not, not 48, 58 yet, right? So stay put, right? But here, I just want to bring up, when you and I know that is the Lord is in this with us, you will find favor with your employer, favor with your friend, and obviously favor in God's sight. As Diego mentioned, the, word, the first word favor in the Old Testament appear. Uh, this is uh, uh, before the flood. Uh, Noah found favor. So in the Old Testament, you cannot find the word grace because favor means grace in Old Testament concept. Right, so uh, favor, meaning like God's, God's given His favor upon Noah, not because Noah is so good and perfect, but simply because of God's grace. But you may ask, why Noah? I don't know. But God showed favor to Noah's family, and that's why He got instruction. But also remember this, He gave the instruction and Noah did it without understanding what the boat was for. I mean, they're in dry land, they never saw a drain. What the boat? What is the boat, by the way? <laughs> and, but he, he, he imagine the, the ridicules, the mockery of his neighbor. Hey, Noah, what is that thing? Right? Hey, you spend all day working on that thing. You must be crazy, no? All your family, you put them into that? Uh, this dry land, where's the sea? Right? We, don't, we have no rain. What is this? No, what is rain, by the way? Imagine the ridicule that Christians sometimes need to go through in the workplace or any certain circumstances. But as long as you have the fear of the Lord, you will find favor from God and favor from men. So second one, that's what lead to fear. Number two, fear. It is an evident uh, fear. Next slide, please. Um, Favor is the evidence of God's uh, presence in one's life. Fear is the litmus test of one's faith before God and integrity before men. If you and I fear the Lord, you don't cheat. If you and I fear the Lord, we don't lie. If you and I fear the Lord, we don't commit sexual adultery. If you and I fear the Lord, we don't consider... Uh, you know, uh, a fornication, having sex before marriage is it's, it's, it's a fun thing. We don't consider getting drunk is, is, is cool. We don't consider using drugs as a way of life. Because when you have the fear of the Lord, this is the litmus test of our faith before God and integrity before men. Here, no one see it. Joseph, no. Potiphar, wise, no. Just us. But Joseph said, hey, we don't need camera. We don't need surveillance. God knows. I will not do this great wicked things. I will not do against you, God. Not against you, Potiphar. Not against you, my boss. Even though, but, but I, I, because he trusts me, but against God. So I keep my integrity before men. He's my boss. I will not mess up, okay? But because of my faith in God as well. It's a testimony to Potiphar's wife. If some of you in similar circumstances with like Joseph, your resistance to sin 
Because the fear of the Lord will testify Christ Jesus the best. If your employer asks you to do something illegal, tell him, no, this is illegal. I cannot do. But I will pay you a lot more. No. Six, six numbers, six figure doesn't matter. Literally, you have to get into your mind. If somebody tell you, you know, like, to sleep with them for $1,000, you ah, no. $10,000, say, ah, no. Million dollars, you say, ah, uh, uh, the number, you know, as the number increases, you, you will struggle. Uh, no. $10 million, ah, uh, $10 million. What I can do with $10 million? That's a lot. One night, one night, no problem, one night. How about $1 trillion? No, that's too big, you know. Do not let get the number in your head. It's number. You have to get that integrity. You see, $1,000 drop is, is not yours. You bring to report to the police. You see, $100,000 report to whoever that is. A million dollar, same. Billion dollar, same. Trillion dollar, same. What is not yours is not yours. Bring it. You need to train that character. Sunday is non-negotiable. It's not because there's a nothing fun, nothing fun on my list Sunday that I go to church. When something fun, oh, it's happened. My friend from overseas come to visit me. And then I will skip church and do this. Then your life is all compromises. Because there's no fear in you. And will creep in the way how you think, how you feel. You think it's easy like Joseph to resist temptation like this? No. He's in power. He's in position. Nobody see it. They're both in consensual relationship. They can say, okay, all quiet. If you, you know, <laughs> I can kill you, right? Uh, but he said, no, I cannot do this thing. It's wicked before God's eye. So whether some, your employers, your staff, your friends see or not, it doesn't matter. God sees. Amen? So two things I want to leave with you this morning. The question number one, is the Lord with you in your career? Is the Lord with you in this city? Is the Lord with you in this endeavor, whatever that you are planning? Even you're thinking moving country, is the Lord with you in that endeavor? Is the Lord with you in the relationship that you are in? If it is, there's two things to look for. Favor from God. Favor from men as you have the fear of the Lord in you. And that is the wisdom of God. Amen? Shell has just five-minute reflection.
Jesus, thank you, Lord, that in you we can assess, we can have wisdom at the cross. We see all our intelligence will fail. The knowledge of the world will fail because at the cross, we see both humility, humiliation, suffering, trial, love, forgiveness, reconciliation, redemption, salvation, sanctification. All of that, Lord, just to help us to be more Christ-like. And Lord, I just pray for your people that each of them will find favor in your sight as they continue to have the fear of you. Fear in their decision-making process. Fear in the choice of their relationship and choice of their career, vocation, choice, even their department. Lord, they're going to be they're called light and salt for a reason. to be witnesses in the place that there will be no witness of Christ. And Lord, help them, Lord, to see that even not only Joseph, but you yourself, Lord Jesus, you demonstrate not a single word of complaint came out of your mouth from the day that you'll be a trial to someone slap in your face, spit at your face, uh, mock you. Um, you. You can keep, you, you kept silent. It's like a, a, a lamb. A, brought to the slaughterhouse and Lord help us to be in a good example of Christ in our workplace that that the place that we work that we, even though maybe the employer is so difficult so hard we we have to build a habit to pray for the employer pray for the authority pray for the people who are above us pray the people besides us 
for the people who are under our management, our staff, our team. And Lord, help us to see that, Lord, your, your blessing, even to those who do not know you because of us, because of the things that we carry out. And Lord, may you con we continue to have the fear of you as we continue to enjoy and be grateful for the favor that you have shown us. And the greatest of all time is the favor to be your children. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.